Hello and welcome back to Fathom with Nathan. Today is going to be just a little bit different. This is episode 16. It's May 26th of 2021. And uh, again, I'm here in Florida just uh, having my personal time with the Lord. And I felt uh, inspired to share from one of my readings. Um, So uh, a few weeks ago, my wife and I went down to Palm City. We went into a uh, coffee shop there. And in the coffee shop, there was a bookshelf and it said... um, take one, leave one. And, uh, it was full of books that, you know, they wanted people to, uh, be able to take if they wanted to. I found a book titled, um, it's the second edition. It's called by their blood. Um, it's written by James and Marty Hefley. It's a book about Christian martyrs of the 20th century. So some of you may be familiar with Fox's book of martyrs, uh, which highlights martyrdom, uh, in the first century from the time of Jesus Christ forward. Well, this is kind of a follow-up to that. This is um, martyrs from the 20th century. So we're talking about the 1900s. Um, there's tons of amazing stories in here. It's actually quite humbling to read how uh, willing these believers were to give their life for Christ. But I just wanted to take the next couple of minutes and read a passage. Um, this, again, the book is titled By Their Blood. Christian Martyrs of the 20th Century. I don't have the date uh, memorized as to when it was published, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere, maybe on Amazon or a half-price bookstore, something like that. So I'm in the first, uh, been reading the first two sections. I'm on page 70, and the title of this section is called, um, well, uh, let's see here, the, it says, Martyrs of China, China in the Following Decades, and this section is called Indomitable Bill Wallace. So I'm just going to read this section um, and just share his story. And I uh, just wanted you to be inspired by him and, and uh, hear what he did for the sake of Christ. I'll do my best to read this. The diabolical brutality of twisted Marxist minds is no better illustrated than in the treatment given a Baptist bachelor surgeon from Knoxville, Tennessee. The quiet and devout Wallace joined the staff of Stout Memorial Hospital in Wuchow in 1935. A veteran missionary on board ship had told him that during the first half-century of Protestant work in China, only one missionary had reached age 40. Wallace surpassed that by only three years. He steadfastly refused all marriage prospects. One hopeful said, after a short acquaintance, in quotes, marriage to Bill would be bigamy. He's married to his work. The first incident occurred when he returned from language school to find the other missionaries had departed in fear of an advancing bandit army. He simply pulled the Chinese staff together and went to work. An American ship anchored in the nearby river. The captain sent an officer to remind the young surgeon that he could not be responsible for his safety even if he stayed overnight. In quotes, Tell your captain, Wallace said, that he was not responsible for my coming here in the first place, and he does not need to be responsible for my staying here. End quote. Page 71. The Japanese could not bomb him out during their war with China. He stubbornly remained during World War II until Wu Chao officials decided the city must be evacuated. Then he put the hospital on water by transferring staff and equipment to a barge. When enemy planes roared overhead, he had the tugboat captain pull the floating hospital into one of the many large caves along the riverbank. After VJ Day, he set up shop again in the old building at Wuchow and for four years operated in peace. When the communists took over, 
excuse me, then the communists took over. One by one, his missionary colleagues had to leave. Finally, only he and Nurse Everly Hayes remained. Local communists tried to impose a crippling tax. Wallace said he could not believe the new People's Republic would so handicap an institution of mercy. Local citizens rose up and demanded exemption. It was granted. The Korean War was now on, and communists in Wuchow mounted a Hate America campaign. But the only American dogs and imperialist wolves remaining in the city were Dr. Wallace and Nurse Hayes, and Wallace was renowned as the finest surgeon in South China. The propaganda campaign fizzled. One pre-dawn morning, more than 20 communist soldiers came to the hospital gate claiming to have a sick man. When the gate was open, they rushed to the doctor's house. We hide nothing, Wallace protested. Our only work is healing the suffering and sick in the name of Jesus Christ. A planted pistol was excuse enough to arrest and jail the doctor for espionage. From his cell, Wallace preached to peasants brave enough to come within hearing. At a mock trial, his prosecutors waved a paper they said was signed was a signed was his signed confession. What they had for, what they had gotten from Wallace was only a brief factual biographical summary. After he had signed it, they had typed in the confession. Citizen accusers were asked to come forward. To the prosecutor's embarrassment, no one moved. No matter, at a prearranged signal, hired stooges stood to deliver false testimony. The missionary doctor was convicted, sentenced to prison, then marched through the streets to the main prison. His hands were tied and he wore a placard bearing obscene charges. Along the way, he was shoved by a guard and he fell, badly hurting his hand. The next days were a nightmare of almost hourly interrogations accompanied by charges of medical incompetence, murdering and maiming Chinese, performing obscene operations and immoral conduct with the nurses. Page 72. Once he was forced to pose holding a radio aerial for a picture to prove the spy conviction. Near the end of one brutal day in February 1951, one of the Catholic missionaries asked from a nearby cell how he was holding out. In quotes, trusting the Lord, in quotes, came the weak reply. His prison mates often heard him crying out in agony. It was also learned later that he wrote uh, short scriptures, affirmations of faith, and denials of guilt on pieces of paper which he stuck on his cell walls and repeated to prepare for the next grilling. The questioning continued, the pressure unrelenting. He became delirious and lapsed into crying spells. Perhaps in fear of punishment for not seceding, his guards used long poles to jab him into unconsciousness. The next morning, they ran along the cell block yelling, The doctor has hung himself. They showed the Catholic priest where he was hanging from a beam and asked them to sign a statement attesting to his suicide. They would only state that they found him hanging. Nurse Hayes and the Chinese hospital staff who had been held under house arrest were asked to claim his body. Miss Hayes noticed that his eyes were not bulging nor his tongue swollen, the usual features which would indicate hanging, but his upper body was a mass of bruises. These devoted friends took his body to a cemetery. The communists permitted no service and required the mourners to leave immediately after his body was lowered into the grave. But the Chinese Christians could not be cowed. Defying the, con defying the communists, they returned and erected a shaft over his grave, pointing heavenward. On the shaft, they inscribed the scripture, which they felt described the motivation of his life. For to me, to live is Christ. 
When Everly Hayes was released and returned home to tell the story, the head of the Southern Baptist Foreign Mission Board commented, the communists thought they were rid of him. Instead, they immortalized him. So true. Bill Wallace of China by Jesse Fletcher, Broadman Press, has multiple uh, printings. A film was made. Scores of young men and women committed their lives to missionary service. Said a Christian Missionary Alliance missionary friend, there have been and there will be many martyrs, but few can so glorify him in his death as Bill did. Sounds pretty similar to the accusations and um, beatings and being patrolled through the city like Christ was. He was the most renowned surgeon in that part of China at that time. And because of false accusations and because of you know, the character of the people of that time, uh, they thought that people from the West were only coming to um, change China and be, make it more Western. But, you know, Wallace's example and Wallace's life was that he was there just to serve and heal. And the Satan always comes as the accuser. Well, that's one theme that I keep picking up in, in this book. Um, again, the book is By Their Blood, Christian Martyrs of the 20th Century by James and Marty Heffley. That's one theme I keep picking up is that, you know, when Satan wants to kill Christian, he does so first by false accusation. And then there's a false justification for those Christians to be killed, to be abused, uh, many times decapitated, tortured, all kinds of horrible things. In the future, that's what we're going to face. We're going to face, and it's already happening now. We just don't see it. If we live here in the West, we don't see it. You know, uh, they tried to shut down our, our church building services, but that's that's like not even on the scale of of persecution that the rest of the world is currently facing and will face in the future. We know that the scriptures say that you know that power will be given to um, to take over the saints, and that's in the that's in the book of Revelation. And but that's only for a short time. But there are those that in he- that are in heaven. How long until you know they cry? How long until? Our blood will be avenged basically that's what they're saying and the words spoken to them were wait a little while longer it says robes white robes were given to them they said wait a little while longer till the rest of the saints that are supposed to be with us are here that's a paraphrase but <clears throat> my heart is to read these things in preparation to help the body be prepared for persecution in the future we don't know how quickly things can change here in the united states and around the world for many years, the United States has been a beacon of, of light and hope and funding and provision for much of the missionary um, uh, activity around the world. But in the future, we don't know that what the time frame is going to be. We don't know if we have five years or 50 years or 500 years left. But the way that things are ramping up, my assumption is that it's, it's going to become uh, extremely accelerated. Our timeline is going to be accelerated and persecution of the saints, even here in the West, is going to dramatically increase. And if we're not ready, if we don't have the seed of the word of God on our heart and we don't have we don't have the spirit of God already leading our lives, if we don't walk in fellowship with him on a daily basis, then we will be caught off guard and we may not stand. And we don't want to be those that deny Christ. We want to be those that um, obey him unto death. That's what it says in the book of Revelation. Jesus actually expected that from a group of believers and uh, to to not deny him unto death. Um, you know, we can we can barely get up and go to a church service sometimes. Um, <laughs> we can barely take time to spend with Him. But my heart is not to condemn. My heart is to just say, I want I want the body of Christ to be prepared and um, 
I'm probably going to do some more readings uh, and some more podcast sections or segments uh, highlighting passages from this book, but I just thought I'd start with this one. Again, thank you so much. This is uh, Nathan Working, and this is my podcast, Fathom with Nathan. My intention with this podcast is to help all of us grow into a greater revelation of and relationship with the Godhead, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's the greatest opportunity in the universe. Thank you so much for listening.